What's up, guys? Welcome to the Cooler Conversations podcast, the audio culmination of cool stories and the coolest people. I'm your host, Tyler Smiley. If you're new to the podcast, I'd like to welcome you. If you're not so new, then obviously welcome back. And if I'm welcoming you back, I just want to say a big thank you for being a consistent listener of the podcast. Um, If you haven't already, I do ask that you please leave a review and hit us up on the social media pages and let me know what you think of the show. Uh, Before we jump into the episode, I'd like to take one or two things. I'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsors, the two local sponsors that we have uh, for the today's episode. The second thing is I have to pose a question. Uh, we have a pretty consistent group of y'all that are listening to the pod, so I want to pose one big question to you. What are y'all's thoughts on merch? Do you want to listen to the podcast and be wearing a podcast shirt from Cooler Conversations? Do you want any kind of merchandise, whether it be a mug or whatnot? I'm sincerely thinking about, sincerely, I'm seriously thinking about doing merch for the pod. Um, Just want to do something cool, something fun, especially for those who are listening. Maybe even do a giveaway. I think that would be awesome too. So if you have a chance, leave leave the review and you can even put in the review, yeah, I I want a shirt, duh. Or uh, you can send me a message on Instagram, Facebook, everywhere that you can find Cooler Conversations. All right, let's jump into today's local sponsors. First and foremost, we have Cardinal Chiropractic and Sports Recovery, based in Burlington, North Carolina. Dr. Andy specializes in helping runners, CrossFitters, and anyone else who loves a fitness lifestyle feel better, move better, and have more energy. He's actually helped a few of my close friends with some of their aches and pains as well, and listeners of this podcast can get 15% off a dry needling package if they mention this podcast by name so if you feel want to feel your best please check him out on instagram at cardinal cairo sports on facebook at cardinal cairo sports and his website cardinal sports.com so if you're in the fifth if you're in the burlington area burlington north carolina carolina area i want you to walk into his shop say hey dr andy i've been listening to the cooler conversations podcast and dr andy will say oh that's awesome here is a 15 percent off a dry needling package that's it. That's all you got to do. If you're not into the area, you got to check out his Instagram and his website. Even his newsletter, he's got a lot of cool information, especially in order to stay limber and loose and healthy uh, in these times. Second sponsor of the day is Alamance Cafe Works. AKW is all about connecting through coffee, offering coffees from all the major producing regions to making local connections. AKW wants you to enjoy coffee with other people. Uh, speaking about local connections, AKW has their own little Converge coffee bar that is their retail space based here in Burlington, North Carolina. And what makes AKW and Converge unique is that they do three things well. They roast their own coffee, value creativity in creating amazing seasonal offerings while staying true to the coffee, and building relationships with people and local businesses. As a super added bonus of the show, listeners of this podcast will receive 25% off their purchase at checkout when they use promo code COOLER, that is C-O-O-L-E-R, at their website, akwcoffee.com. If you forget the promo code, which is super easy to remember, you can go to akwcoffee.com. I believe at the very top it'll say, use the promo code in uh, Cooler Conversations, and maybe that'll remind you. So again, that is a 25% off at checkout on any of their coffees, any of the merch, any of the stuff that they got. You just go to checkout, use Cooler as their promo code at akwcoffee.com. It's super awesome. I love their coffee. Um, I'd probably drink it right before the show every single time. Thank you to both of them. Links to both of them will be in the description. And without further ado, let's jump into the podcast. 
Welcome to the Cooler Conversations podcast, the audio culmination of cool stories and the coolest people. I'm your host, Tyler Smiley. Today's guest is an on-air personality for 107.5 KZL and Rock 92. You may also know him as, quote-unquote, Man Kisser Matt on Jared and Katie in the morning, and he's the co-host of the Big Foodies podcast. Today I'm joined by Matt Wells. What's up, Matt? Tyler, I appreciate you having me on today. Yeah, I, like I said, I was, uh, I've was i been watching you guys uh, make the pod for some time now. I think you guys started posting it in what, 2020, like mid-summer? Mid-summer, I think July, the the concept started in June, and I think we released our first episode in July of 2020, yeah, right in the middle of that pandemic. Oh my God, so then was it out of boredom? or? Was it- <laughs> <laughs> it's something that I think um, Barrett, uh, Biggie, and I had all kind of talked about for a while as a joke. Well, I don't, I don't want to say a joke. We all kind of played with the idea of, you know, if, if we had a podcast, what would it be about? And it was like, what well, should be about food? And when the pandemic hit, you, just as so many industries just came to a screeching halt, uh, radio continued to tick on. Um, we did have a lot more, I guess, free time because all of our, you know, on location appearances and things like that had stopped. So we finally had the time to just kind of sit down and be like, hey, you know, now's kind of the time if we're going to do something let's talk about it and do it so it it was actually the everything slowing down for everybody to kind of take a breath was what it took for us to finally put pen to paper and put the podcast out there absolutely i thought it was super cool because uh you know the the setting you guys for anyone that hasn't uh, heard y'all's podcast or watch y'all on youtube it's uh, essentially super simplistic you you pick out a um a specific uh, food or a specific, like I, I, my favorite is like the Chick-fil-A sauces y'all judged. Uh, you recently mm-hmm. did cola. Um, you did like specific like pizza rolls. So it's like you're judging and rating and uh, it's, it's like, a, it's a way that I feel like a typical foodie would, would approach things. So it's super easy. And you guys almost, it seems that it's almost endless as far as episode content. It really is. We, we, well, somebody will just mention something or we'll see a commercial for a new product or that, you know, Taco Bell's got this new Quesa crunchy something, you know, they, everybody calls everything something crazy. And we're like, oh, that'd be cool to try. Well, what's similar to that? And when, when we first kind of got together with the idea, it kind of stemmed from the, about a year and a half ago, maybe there was a list that ranked all the best little Debbie snack cakes. And you look at the list and as someone who's a fan of Little Debbie, as well as my other two fellow foodies, we're like, this is wrong. This is wrong. Just with any list that comes out, there's always the critique and let the debate begin over whether it's true or not. And we said, well, that needs to be the that needs to be the show. It's us talking about stuff that everyday people eat. You know, you, you watch Food Network and they always have these real fancy steak dinners and all these real elaborate meals and things like that. And it's like, that's not how the normal everyday person eats. The normal everyday person is running through a drive-thru or they're stopping at a gas station and grabbing whatever the new flavor of Mountain Dew is or whatever that might be. And so that's the the niche that we wanted to try to cover is, you know, we, we've eaten a lot of food in our lives. We've like to compare some food here and there. And so it's like, well, let's try what the everyday average American person is going to eat. And let's compare that for the people, because we feel like that's going to help more than saying, well, you know, if you travel to 
this steakhouse and get the ribeye cooked this way. Now, not everybody's doing that on a daily basis, but you're, you're more than likely going to run through a Chick-fil-A or McDonald's drive through and we need to tell you what sauce is going to be the best to dip your chicken nuggets in. That's Absolutely. what we're about. Absolutely. I was going to, have you guys ever had anything where, uh, you guys vehemently, uh, disagree. You guys are just like on the wall disagreement, almost borderline argument. Um, we haven't to that point because I, I do think that food is a is a category to where you can have different variations of how much you like something. Yeah. Just because you prefer a um, Popeye's chicken sandwich to the Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich doesn't mean that you don't like the Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich. It just may not be as good. So the I would say the closest we have come is just in certain foods that some of us really don't like it all in certain foods that some of us are really big fans of, for example, um, ranch dressing, uh, BB Shea Barrett on the show does not like ranch dressing at all. And Biggie and I, of course, as normal people love ranch dressing. And so we get into <laughs> arguments sometimes over like, this would be really good dipped in ranch. And he's like, Oh no, that ruin it. Or whether or not onions belong on a burger or something like that. But in terms of, um, you know, we, we try to, to rank and we usually can come to some consensus and we, we never have the same, you know, if we tried every, we did the chicken wars. If you try every fast food places, chicken sandwich, the three of us are not going to have the exact same top three, mm-hmm. but we, you know, we have enough respect to say, okay, well, even though your opinion's wrong, you're entitled to have that opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this made me think of something, uh, me and my buddies were talking, uh, bit ago and we were talking about what would be uh what is the the best combination at like cookout and it's mm. interesting because you uh everyone goes to cookout and they get uh the tray but you can get three mm-hmm. different things on a tray and it's like almost probably 900 combinations i'm making that up but mm-hmm. it's uh it's so funny how we uh <laughs> we we uh we'll look at like a uh a blogger posts something about what they think of food and will vehemently disagree with that going, no, that's just absolute horseshit. And then, <laughs> and then we'll absolutely say something that's just off the wall. Oh yeah. And, 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 and we try to do that. I mean, it's because part of what we do is about opening people's eyes to maybe combinations of things that they didn't know existed. Yeah. So when we did the, the best cookout side episode and we brought in the, the, the chicken quesadilla. It's only real cookout fans that are aware that they do a really good chicken quesadilla. Mm-hmm. You know, the, 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 the occasional cookout dining is not going to know about that combination or, um, knowing that, you know, you can go double fries or you get the Cajun versus the traditional fry at cookout. It's the, it's the deep dive stuff. And then the, uh, something that we've really enjoyed recently is we've done a couple secret menu episodes, which we did a McDonald's secret menu and an RB secret menu. And we hope to do a lot more restaurants in the future, but that's the, that's the fun part where we get to explore foods that everybody is going to be like, Oh, I've never even heard of this, but that looks delicious. Let's make that happen. Absolutely. Yeah. I, it's, uh, this is one of the things I want to talk about, uh, kind of talking kind of in a, inside with the, with the uh, foodies podcast, obviously all of you are uh, radio personalities. I think a significant mm-hmm. portion of people know who you are. Uh, when it comes to the podcast, how many people are trying to get you to rate their food? Almost like a uh, barstool sports uh, one slice mm-hmm. review. Sure, we we have quite a few. 
people that will reach out and say, Hey, you should try this or this, this category, or, you know, we'll, you know, um, I'm trying to think of a specific example, but you know, we do like a pizza and then one place is like, Oh my gosh, if you haven't had this pizza from this place and we love that kind of thing, because that's how we kind of brought into play our try it Tuesday where, um, every Tuesday we post a quick little video that's us trying something like one thing instead of comparing or ranking a bunch of variations, try to do two to three, maybe four minutes of let's just try this one thing and dissect it. And usually it's something that's brand new to the market, like a, the new sandwich at McDonald's or the new um, taco at Taco Bell or something to that effect. But we'll, we'll constantly have people, Oh, you tried these pizzas. If you haven't had the pizza roll from this place, then you're missing out. Or, uh, we have food trucks that, that hit us up on Facebook from time to time. And they're like, listen, you guys need to try. If you think these nachos are great, you've got to have these barbecue nachos or this barbecue or this pulled pork or this taco or this quesadilla. And it's, it's a lot of people that are really, and it's because when you find that food that you're passionate about, it's amazing the the amount of people that will just just die on the hill for that specific thing. This is the best. This is 100% the best. And if you don't love this, then you're wrong. And it's like food is that thing that people can respect that you're going to feel differently about. But at the same time, people are passionate about their favorite foods. And, you know, you start a conversation with what's the best cheeseburger in the triad. And you might come to blows. You might lose some friendships over that conversation. And it's the only thing out there that's outside of, you know, politics or religion or something like that, that people have that level of passion for that they're not actually willing to start a war over, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Well, with but the then, ch- well, the, ch- the chicken wars was a thing. So I guess you are willing to start wars over this. <laughs> <laughs> well, you mentioned the cheeseburger. The answer is obviously hops, right? <laughs> I think um, uh, my other two foodies might disagree with me, but I will say I love a hops burger. I think a hops burger is great if you're looking for what I like to call a gourmet cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. So that's like a it's a step above. You know, you're not going to get a greasy bite of a sloppy going to fall off the bun at hops. You go to hops because you want something that is elevated. Yeah. So. You, if you want that classic traditional, I want to go and have just a greasy burger with cheese, a couple toppings in between two buns. There's other options out there. We'll just say that. I'm a big fan of Emma Keys. Really low key, really small, right off of Walker and Elam, right at the corner of Walker and Elam in Greensboro. It's it's a different burger. I mean, because cheeseburgers can be done 50 different ways. You can do a smash burger. You can do a Juicy Lucy. Do a bacon cheeseburger. The way Hops does, I love going to Hops because I, I love their burgers of the week because it's stuff that you would not even dream of putting down as a combination. A BLT burger or um, they, they do at Thanksgiving, Hops does this, uh, uh, I think it's like their Thanksgiving meal on a burger basically. Mm-hmm. And they do a they do a fried turkey burger with stuffing and cranberry drizzle and I mean, sweet potato fries. And so it tastes like a Thanksgiving meal. You're not going to get that. That's not a traditional burger. Yeah. That's something that's elevated to another level. So hops is great. It's an elevated burger. It's not the classic 
throw the meat down, put some cheese on it, melt the cheese, and then put it on a bun and just give it to me and let the let the ketchup and mustard just drip all over everything. It's a little bit different. Absolutely. So if you find yourself wanting Red Robin, go to Hops. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, with everything opening up, I know you guys had a few, and there was at least one where you guys were in the physical restaurants. So mm-hmm. with everything slowly opening up, are you guys going to start doing more reviews in the restaurant, uh, like out in the, out in the, in the field? <laughs> yeah, I would love to. I, I think that's something that we can offer that not a lot of, you know, places can. And, and I think that's something too, that as a, as a viewer of a lot of shows, you know, if you watch the food network for an hour, you know, you're going to see diners, drive-ins and dives and Guy Fieri's going into the kitchen, into the restaurant. And I think that's what the draw is. So I love being able to go there and try so many different things we've done so far. We've done JNS, uh, fresh kitchen in high point and wicked taco in high point. And we actually have another one scheduled to film, uh, in two weeks, uh, we're going to be going to um, snow days down in Lexington and uh, trying all their varieties of snow cones. And that's the kind of thing that, you know, if it's a brewery, I would love to be able to go to some breweries and try, you know, a bunch of different samples of their beer. Go to these different places that that have all these different foods and being able to sit down and not just then critique the food, but be able to critique the atmosphere and the the freshness and the the i don't know because because you you know you don't just go to a restaurant just because they've got good food if it were just about the food you pick it up and bring it home you go to the restaurant because they've got a really cool atmosphere and so to be able to comment on that as well i think is is something that will separate a good episode into a great episode absolutely is there any uh spots you guys are already eyeing um so marco's pizza is a our Biggie's kitchen studio because we we film and record in an, uh, the kitchen of Biggie's apartment in mm-hmm. Greensboro and uh, their studio sponsor. They just opened a new location in Greensboro off of New Garden. Okay. And we're planning on going there to do a little bit different. I don't want to spoil anything, but um, we are going to do an out of the box kind of pizza edition that might derive from a famous cartoon about some turtles who really like pizza oh okay um i kind of get an idea (laughs) yes there there's plenty of lists you can find just the weird combinations of pizza that the ninja turtles used to eat and so i think we're going to try to go and see the new marcos and maybe try to do some of these out of the ordinary pizzas that maybe Michelangelo and Raphael used to enjoy. So if you guys aren't wearing purple, blue, red, and orange masks, <laughs> I'd be pretty disappointed. <laughs> we, we've got something special planned. Don't worry. Okay. Um, <laughs> kind of taking aside uh, from the podcast, um, obviously sure. you're in radio. Uh, you've been mm-hmm. as long as I, so I'm from Ohio, but as long as I've been down here, I'm pretty sure I remember you on uh, mm-hmm. 107.5. So you've been there for some time. Uh, what is, what's your take on uh, radio versus podcast as far as uh, content? Sure. I think that's a great question. I think um, what it boils down to and something I'm not sure <clears throat> if, if how many people know this, but I actually teach, I taught radio for six years, seven years or so. And just within the past couple of years, we've kind of transitioned that into a podcasting class. So I've actually taught both radio and podcasting. And the things that 
you teach to a, someone who wants to get in radio and to someone who wants to get in podcasting is actually pretty similar because I think what you have to be able to do to be successful at either of those is you have to be able to make a personal connection between you and your listener. They have to feel like they know who you are because they're not, they're not coming to us on the radio to get their breaking news. They're not coming to us to get their weather, their traffic updates. There's apps for that. If you really just want to know what the weather is, you can open your phone and see what the weather is in 10 minutes. You're going to that personality on the radio because you like their interpretation of the info. You like their um, storytelling ability and you have a connection with them. It's the same thing with podcasting. We're telling you what the best Chick-fil-A sauce is. You can go online, and I'm sure there's 50 blogs that someone's posted where they objectively think they have the best list of what the best Chick-fil-A sauces are. But you're going to come to us because you enjoy the way we interpret it, the way we present it, and maybe you feel like your palate kind of falls more in line with one of ours. But it's about the way that we deliver the information. So that's why we try to be funny and, and joke around and relatable to the audience is because it's about making that personal connection. So regardless, if you're in radio, if you're in television, if you're an influencer, if you're a social media blogger, if you're a podcaster, you really are just trying to provide information in a way that your listener cannot get it from anywhere else. And as long as you're giving your honest take and opinion on things, it's going to be authentic. So if you can be authentically delivering entertaining stuff, there's always going to be a market for you. Absolutely. So then because I, I guess I would look at radio and podcasts as uh, two evolutionary forms, like one uh, leads into the other. How would you, mm-hmm. for yourself being in radio and podcast, how are you uh, differentiating or how are you, how are you measuring who your audience is? Cause I imagine there's different metrics. Sure. Yeah. With radio, there's, you know, the rating systems and things like that. And so they can tell you there's services out there that exist. They exist because they want to be able to tell, you know, if you're a business and you want to advertise on radio, well, you you don't want to advertise to 100% of the population. You know, if you're a, if you're a, a razor company and you're, you specialize in men's shaving, you don't really have a preference if women hear your ad or not. You want to spend your money to make sure that men hear your ad. Mm -hmm. It's the same way if you're selling, you know, something that, um, you know, one of these influencers that my wife tends to swipe up on all the time on social media, they're not trying to reach the men. They want to reach the women. And so you have to have metrics to determine who's listening and what the demographic is so that businesses who do want to advertise know who they're going to reach and how many are they going to reach. But it's about, you know, the, 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 I don't want to say the ratings point because it's not about that, but that at least gives you an idea of who you're going after. Right. Mm-hmm. So the, the thing with podcasting, you get all those same metrics and things like that. They can tell you, I mean, they can break it down to say this person is listening on their phone for this amount of time to this many episodes. I mean, it's incredible with the, the tools that, Google and the internet now provide and Apple and Android, they have so much information on us. It's kind of scary, but at the same time, it's, it's really beneficial for consumers in the same way, because you're not going to have to waste your time anymore watching advertisements that don't apply to you or 
finding and seeing content that isn't basically customized for your entertainment purposes. I mean, it's all customizable based on the stuff that you look at anyway. So uh, as far as I may have kind of gone off from your original question there, but there's so many different ways that you can look and just see, you know, on a radio station, if you've got a Facebook page, you just look and see, okay, how many people like us? What percentage of that is men versus women? Well, if it's 65% women versus 35% men, our audience is mostly female. And that's where we need to try to gear some of the content. It's the same way with television. You can look and see, you know, who of the people that watch, what are their interests? Okay. And we know that that's the kind of business we need to go after to try to promote. And that's the kind of information that we need to cover. Um, if you watch, if you're homesick and you watch the prices right during the day, you're going to see a very different group of advertisements than if you're watching South Park on Comedy Central at 10 o'clock. It's a very different group of people that are watching. So you're going to see very different groups and it, it, of advertising. And it's mainly because we have so many different metrics and analytics now that can tell you, here's who's listening, here's how long they're listening, and here's what they're into. Absolutely. I feel like uh, I feel like I just went to one of your classes, man. <laughs> I tend to, that's another thing that us radio folks have in common. We tend to be long winded and over explain things. Well, it's has nothing to do with that. It's uh, so for me, I uh, I've always loved radio. I've always loved uh, the idea of podcasts. I recently this this show's been on since 2019, but it's been in my head for probably like five years. Just the concept mm-hmm. of it, and so like hearing someone who's in the field. I guess for me, it's just super beneficial to hear someone else say it. Like, I could read this a hundred times. I always get, like, an ad telling me how to run a freaking podcast. Yep. <laughs> telling me yep. how to do it. So it's nice to hear, like, an actual person say that these are actually the things that you should be working on. Yeah. That's super cool. What is it, for your end, what is it about audio uh, that clicks for you? Because, I mean, everyone's doing, everyone's a YouTuber now. So, like, what is it mm-hmm. that that's audio-specific for you that works? I feel like you get to you you have so much more of a blank canvas to work with when it comes to audio. The moment that something becomes visual, then whoever created that is telling you what it should look like. But if it's just audio, then you get to envision what you want it to look like. And so audio gives more of a personalized experience. So if I if if I told a story about somebody who, you know, went to Disney World and they got in line for a ride and they're uh, they are getting ready to get on the ride and their cell phone falls out of their pocket mid ride. And then the rest of the ride, they're panicking, wondering what their cell phone fell into. Every single person that hears that story is going to envision a different looking person wearing different clothing in line for a different ride. And their cell phone falling, falling out of a different pocket and landing in something completely different. But the moment that I put that to video, I tell you what they look like, what are they wearing, where are they standing, what pocket it fell out of, and what it fell into. Oh. So audio gives you the opportunity to customize it to what your vision is as a listener versus video telling you this is who this person is. So I could describe to you and it's kind of the same principle as, you know, if you see a movie that was a book and you read the book first, how many people do you hear saying, oh, the book was better? Well, the book's better because when you see the movie, 
it's now this is the person that it's happening to. Whereas when you read a book, you can almost put yourself into that character's shoes. And it's one of the reasons that, you know, like the, the Twilight series, everybody loved the Twilight series when it came out. And it was because the author did a really good job of not specifically describing what the main character looked like. So it allowed you as a reader to put yourself into that position. But the moment you start, but the moment, you know, um, you cast for that role, this is what that person looks like. And so audio gives the, the listener the ability to put themselves into that position a lot more than somebody who's actually watching, watching it play out. Interesting. That is super yeah. interesting. Yeah. Does, so then the old adage that video killed the radio star is just uh, it's a myth. Get rid of it. Get rid of that myth. Did it? I mean, radio has been around the first uh, FCC. It wasn't the FCC when it started, but the first licensed government licensed radio station, KDK in Pittsburgh popped up in 1920. That's 101 years ago. And we're still here. Video has been around for quite some time and radio is still here. So I don't think that, you know, I think it's the trendy thing to say that, you know, oh, it's a dying media, just like people say, oh, well, you know, print media is dying. Well, not really. Print media just evolved. And now instead of writing it in a newspaper to where you get your news tomorrow, those people are just writing stuff more quickly because now they have the ability to give it to you instantly because of the internet content content is, is pop more popular now than ever before, because you have so many different ways of consuming content. Mm -hmm. And because you have all these platforms, you have 30 different podcast platforms that you can get podcasts from. I mean, you cut the cord for cable and yet you're paying for nine or 10 different streaming platforms. I mean, so with all of these different, content of consumption websites out there, the need for content has never been greater. So whether you're getting that content from a podcast, from a radio show, from a television show, from a movie, from Netflix, from Disney plus it's out there. And, and it's just a matter of being good enough and having content, being a compelling storyteller so that the person who is looking for you, when they find you, they like you and they want to stick around. Absolutely. So then if you, because you guys, when it comes to the podcast and even with the radio, because I've started to notice it's a little bit of like micro content, do you see that as like almost short selling the experience or is it more tapping into a different audience that wouldn't listen to audio anyway? I think, I think it's a little bit of both. Um, when you look at, and one of the benefits of, of being in radio and getting all these analytics and things is you, you understand how long the average person is listening. So when you sit down to consume a TV show or a podcast, you are, you know, this is what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to sit here. I see how long it's going to run for, and we're going to run it through with radio a lot of people consume it on their way to work. So you have to look at, well, how long is someone's average commute? Are they really driving an hour every day to work? No. So you can't commit to a segment that's going to run an hour because people are going to have to come in and out of it during the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And that's frustrating. So you, you, you try to do things in smaller segments so that you can consume them so much quicker. It's, uh, it's, you know, like a, like a Snapchat or a, a, an Instagram story or something like that. There's a timer on it for a reason. It's because 
we want to watch it and then we want to move on to the next thing. You know, the TikTok video, it's 45 seconds long and I want to move on to the next TikTok. So it's, it's all part of a bigger entertainment segment, but you're just giving people different chapters throughout the day. You're giving them with radio, we're going to give you this chapter and then we're going to tell you this, then we're going to hit you with this and we're going to, we're going to vary it up so that you have a lot of different variations of the stuff that we think we do well, that people enjoy versus let's start at 6 a.m. and we're going to tell you a four-hour story that's going to take you to 10. Nobody wants to do that. I mean, do you hear people complain all the time that movies are too long these days? Let's go back to the hour and a half runtime and let's move on. Yeah. You know, but but then there's some movies, you know, you see any Avengers movie, any Marvel movie, and they're running two and a half, three hours. It's like, really? But you actively commit that much time to going in and doing that. If you picked it up halfway through, you know, if, you, if you've heard it before, it's one thing. But if you pick it up halfway through and you've never seen it, you're confused. You're, so you're less likely to be into it. So if you can keep it shorter and kind of break it up into segments, more people have the opportunity to consume that content and enjoy it. And then you provide them a way to go back and get the stuff they missed later. So like with our show, Jared and Katie in the morning on KZL, we you may only be in the car from 7 to 7.15 in the morning. So that's three hours and 45 minutes of show that if you really like that 15 minutes, maybe you want to hear more. We can repurpose that content now as a podcast. So podcasting is actually benefiting radio. Because now we're able to provide the stuff that you didn't hear to you in an easy way for you to just click subscribe and then consume whatever it is that you want. Okay. So there really isn't like a, uh, a versus uh, at all. It's, it's just a redistribution of content over many different mediums. Exactly. If you, if you can create good content, why wouldn't you want to provide it in as many platforms as you can? I mean, it's the same, it's the same way that, you know, podcasters, a lot of these sites and and platforms that allow you to upload podcasts will allow you to upload it to Facebook and then upload it to Instagram. Well, you don't want to just upload it to one, upload it to multiple platforms so that more people will consume it. So if you think you've got good stuff, put it in as many places as you can to make it as easily accessible as possible, because there's people that the only form of entertainment they get is what they find on YouTube. So if you're really compelling and you're a good storyteller, put your story on YouTube so that those people have the opportunity to see it as well. Goodness gracious. I got some stuff to work on, man. (laughs) (laughs) There's, and the problem is they're coming up with new platforms and, and, ways for people to consume content every day there's a lot a lot of moving parts in a lot of places out there but you you can't sit back I, i think that's something that has evolved in radio over the past hundred years since its inception is um you can't sit back and let your audience come to you you need to be proactive and go out there and tell people who you are and tell people how to find you hey here i am Here's what we do. Here's why you should check us out. Oh, you you don't listen to us here? That's fine. We're also on your Amazon smart speaker. We're also online. You can look up our website. We've got an app. We've got a YouTube channel. We've got a Facebook page. We've got an Instagram. We've got a TikTok. We've got all these different ways for you to interact with us. So then your diehards are able to re- interact with you on multiple platforms. So they built that personal connection and it goes back to the, that personal connection is what separates you from the shows that aren't doing as well. Absolutely. 
I think you you hit you hit a nail on the head there. It's uh, you see a lot of people when they start their new business venture, whether it be like a boutique or they start a podcast or YouTube. Mm-hmm. People tend to be very defensive with their their product. Like they just put it on one or two platforms. I know I've been guilty of it. And then you just sit back expecting people to come to you. It's almost like you need to be completely offense all the time. You need to be spread mm-hmm. spread offense mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And you, and I can't tell you how many people, and it's a, I don't want to say it's a generational thing, but it, it, you know, certain age groups are more active on different platforms and social media platforms and things like that. And if you talk to somebody who's a 20 year old and let's say a 20 year old's trying to start a podcast and you're like, okay, well, what's it about? Well, it's about, um, what I do on the weekends. Oh, perfect. So who's your, who's your target audience? Everybody. No, it's not <laughs> a 45 year old who's got two kids in high school and one that's about to go to college. They don't want to hear about what college students are doing on the weekend. They're looking for other stuff. So narrow down who it is you're trying to reach and then put your product out there in a way that those people can consume it. Um, thinking that put it on Facebook, uh, Facebook's for old people. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. Facebook's for a lot of different people. You might just get that vibe, but if you actually do the research, I mean, you you have to look and see where the people who you want to hear your stuff are Absolutely. and they're everywhere. That's what it comes down to. I mean, even you, you may putting your videos on YouTube, you may only reach 10 people, but those 10 people have the opportunity to become diehard supporters and you never know who the people that they're going to tell uh, tell about your show, how they consume it. So it's, it's still important, even if you're only going to reach that one person over here, talk to that one person. Because mm-hmm. you never know what kind of a difference that one person can make for the next 15 people that they talk to. I, I, I completely – yeah, that makes it makes complete sense. The one thing I think about because you you're talking about uh, sticking with your niche, finding your niche, finding your demographic that you're trying to hit or psychographic. I think a lot mm-hmm. of people when they look at content though, they look at your sports centers, they look at your barstool sports, which are specifically sports. They at the beginning are sports related content. That's super easy, mm-hmm. super easy to metric. But then all of a sudden it turned into. They're posting pop culture things. They're posting memes. They're posting things that have literally nothing to do with sports. So I think in the psyche of some people who are creating content, they're like, I need to just do everything and everything and everything I can think of, which is then nothing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And the reason that your sports centers and your barstool have had to evolve is because of the evolution of technology. You don't watch sports center just to find out who won the game. Because you can look that up on your cell phone in three seconds if you wanted to. You watch SportsCenter because you enjoy the the anchors talking about the game and the way that they're presenting this information and to hear the interviews and to hear the stories. And and the same reason you go to Barstool is to hear their take on the pop culture stuff. Um, you know, if you try to do everything, you you end up doing nothing really well. You, you've got to figure out what it is that separates you from everybody else. And that's what you've got to focus on in order to be great. Absolutely. Absolutely. So then taking, taking this into the podcast space, because obviously with you teaching uh, people how to get into radio and to get into podcasts, what are, what are some major 
things that you're seeing in the industry when people are starting their podcast, starting their business ventures? What are like two to three, even five things that you're noticing that just need to be hammered down? I think you're, you expect to be Joe Rogan tomorrow. Damn it. Um, <laughs> it's, it's important to understand that that is the exception. It's not the rule. Yeah. So you can be different, but if you're expecting to sign a hundred million dollar, several million dollar deal in your first month, you know, you, you might have some lofty expectations. Now there's no reason to not think that you can eventually do that, but Joe Rogan didn't get there overnight. So it's important to understand when you look at radio, everybody, I'm going to be the next Howard Stern. Well, if everybody's the next Howard Stern, then nobody's the next Howard Stern. It's different. So you can't use that as your measurement for success. Set out realistic expectations and goals for yourself and and do what you need to do incrementally to get there. And you'll never be you'll never be surprised Um, because I do think that there is so much that people, you know, they're a month in. And they're not having, they're not seeing the endorsements coming in from, you know, I haven't gotten the call from, from Ford yet. What am I doing wrong? Well, you've only been creating content for a month. You know, how many people are listening? 15. Okay. Well, that, that might be a reason, but you know what you can do? You can continue to really super serve that 15 until it continues to grow. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I think, I think because we live in a world now where gratification happens instantly with social media, we also expect success to happen instantly with our career. And when it doesn't, I think people just get discouraged. And I think it's important to stay positive, but understand that you're not going to become an overnight sensation be just because you want to. You have to work at it. I mean, you talk to talk to anybody, talk to one of the most um uh, successful personalities currently on ESPN, Stephen A. Smith. He did not become Stephen A. Smith overnight. He started out making next to no money right here in the triad, living, working for the Greensboro News and Record in the Winston-Salem Journal. And he busted his tail and worked really, really hard so that over the course of 30 years, he could finally become where he's at now. So you're looking at a several year investment here. If you think something now, there's always, like I say, don't think of yourself as the exception, the overnight sensations on TikTok. Yeah, they exist. They're going to happen. But you can't think that that's how I'm going to become successful. You've got to want to work for it, because if you do work for it, the reward's going to be much better. And so I think not expecting that, but also being prepared for when that happens. Because the last thing that I would like to see is for somebody who I'm teaching to start a podcast or get into radio and not be ready for when the opportunity does fall at their feet for them to panic. Well, I don't know what to do. I wasn't ready for this. Be prepared for that. You know, Before you even start your podcast, you should already have a rundown of what it's going to be about, what are three or four episodes that I'm going to have, how am I going to pitch this thing to a potential advertiser. Because you need to be ready because I promise you, your first advertiser is going to come along when you least expect it. And so you need to be ready at that moment to be able to sell yourself. Don't wait for somebody to say, hey, I'd like to advertise with you. How should I advertise? Well, I don't I don't know. Let me think about it. Because then you're showing you're not prepared. You're not ready to handle that kind of a 
uh, a commitment and it's going to, it's going to be unattractive for that potential advertiser. So don't expect the instant gratification, but be prepared for 10 or 15 steps ahead because those steps happen when you least expect it. Okay. I was just writing down some notes, man. I just... <laughs> uh, like I said, dude, I'm uh, I've been we're like on 120 plus episodes now. And it's like, I feel like, I feel like I've been treading water, but semi going somewhere. But then, sure. I, I don't know. It's so, it's so funny. I just been just having fun along the way. That's, that's where I'm at. And that is honestly the reason that if someone wants to get into podcasting, you should. Because you're passionate about something, you have an idea of something that you think would be a lot of fun, and if in a year you can turn that into a side hustle or something, then you're a success. You don't don't measure your success based on the top five podcasts that exist. Measure your success based on what you are hoping to get out of the process. And if what you're hoping to get out of the process is to have some cool conversations with people, then you're successful. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's the, t- there's the tag guys. There's, <laughs> is there any, uh, is there any, uh, crazy awesome podcasts that you, uh, that some of your students have put out? Um, so it's, it's been so recent that I've started teaching the podcasting that none are ma- like, you know, global hits or anything. I do have a couple of people that have really surprised me with how good some of their stuff is. And some of them have gone super niche, like they're doing deep dives into Star Wars animated shows. And I mean, it is super niche, but they're organized. They have their content down. A lot of people are talking about gaming. A lot of people are trying to just have, you know, that conversation about what, you know, what we did this weekend. Let's talk about how crazy it was. Um, And then a lot of people are really into the song dissection podcast to mm. where we're going to play we're going to play this song and i'm going to tell you what the lyrics mean from my perspective there's a lot of, a lot of that out there and it allows me to really see how deep and intellectual some of these students are i'm blown away every day at how deep some of the they listen to uh you know they play uh olivia rodrigo's driver's license and they talk about their personal experience and i'm like this is how you're going to be successful because now you're relating to your listener in a way that no one else can. And that's, what's going to keep them driving, driving back and listening while they're driving things like that. That's what's going to keep them back here. Absolutely. Well, Matt, this has been a awesome and cooler conversation. Uh, where can, uh, where can people check you out at? Everywhere. <laughs> um, so definitely check out Jared and Katie in the morning, 107.5 KZL. You can also subscribe to our podcasts uh, wherever you consume your podcast on YouTube. Follow us on Facebook, uh, Jared and Katie in the morning on 107.5 KZL live from 6 to 10, Monday through Friday. Um, also check out the Big Foodies podcast. We're on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, um, all of your podcasting platforms, uh, bigfoodiespod.com for more information on that. And then personally, I'm on Facebook. Um, my younger sister keeps trying to get me on TikTok, but I'm not good at it, but I never say never. Uh, but Instagram, uh, Facebook, Instagram, mwells4225 and Facebook, you can just search Matt Wells and I'm the guy. Uh, it's my wedding photo from five years ago. That's how little I like to change things on there. So it's me and my wife. So you'll you'll be able to find me there. Absolutely. Oh, and where can uh, for those who are looking for a class, where can they check that out at? Uh, so I'm currently teaching at High Point University. 
so you can um, hopefully we'll be able to take that eventually to a point where we can have more people than just the students there. But if you are interested, High Point University teaching podcasting, uh, the first semester that I taught it was last fall, and it was so great that we had two sections of it in the spring. So it's growing. So I'm excited about it. But any questions on anything like that, reach out to me. Um, you can find all of my contact information on the 107.5 KZL website as well. So feel free to email. I love hearing from people and answering as many questions as I can. Absolutely. Well, like I said, this was an awesome conversation. We'll have to do it again, and I uh, can't wait for you guys to uh, get over to Red Oak. I want you guys to review that. Done. Consider it done. I love it. Thanks, Tyler. Yeah, man. Guys, all the links to that will be in the description. Uh, This was Matt Wells of uh, 107.5 and the Big Foodies Network. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share with a friend. Subscribe and rate this podcast on Apple. Follow us on Spotify. You could follow this podcast on Instagram. You got it on Facebook. And we just did a LinkedIn for all the professional ones out there. This podcast is the audio culmination of cool stories and the coolest people. This is Cooler Conversations. Later.